It's Wednesday's edition of NBL Now coming up this morning. Anthony Lamb's season is done. Does that mean that the New Zealand Breakers are also done? We're still trying to put the pieces together after Damon Lowry called for an investigation at the Sydney Kings yesterday. Have Tasmania got enough recognition for what they did last round? And the new ladder predictor is out. We talk about what that all looks like on NBL Now. Wednesday the 7th of February, one of my favourite times of the week of course because we get to break it all down with Derek Rucker on NBA Now. D-Ruck, good morning to you. Good morning, Jack. Let's get into it. We're running out of time. We sure are. Why don't we start with our friends across the Dutch, the New Zealand Breakers. Anthony Lamb is done for the season with an Achilles injury. Olga Nulich reporting on that one yesterday. This was discussed a lot last, time, last night on overtime. I know you've got some thoughts on, on it as well. Does the loss of Anthony Lamb mean that the breakers' push is over? No, it doesn't mean that at all, Jack. They're deep. They're talented. They're well-coached. And I think they've gained enough momentum now to really push through and get to the finals. Look, we see a lot of injuries throughout the season, but I felt Anthony Lamb's injury was one of the more disheartening ones that we've seen all year. I think it's the type of persona he projects on the floor, the fact that he's a high-level player. And I think everybody kind of wants to see what this new New Zealand team can do um, fully fit. So for them to lose Lamb, obviously, it was a big psychological blow. They'll miss that productivity. But I think they have enough to still get there and be a threat. But I don't think they're that same come from behind and win the championship possibility that they may have been with him. Okay, so when you if you lose a substantial piece like that, then then someone else or a bunch of people have got to step up. But if you if you had to put one name out there that needs to step up and fill the breach, who is that? Well, I don't think it necessarily has to come from his position either. So I think Will McDowell White's got to pick it up now. He's shown signs of getting back to that form that we know he could play at that high-level championship uh, dominant type player. Finn Delaney's got to step in and get some things done. And I think Thomas Abercrombie as well. Those three guys, I think, are the ones who can fill that void. Zyla Cheatham is starting to look good. I thought he was yeah. really good the other day out in Perth and probably deserved a little bit more credit for what he did in helping the Breakers win that game. But I think I think all contributions were, A, overshadowed by PJC, who I thought played very well, and then the unfortunate injury. So the breakups are going to be just fine. They've got a big weekend coming up in New Zealand. Now, to yesterday's episode of NBL Now, Joel and Damon do a great job on Tuesdays. They, they break everything down from the weekend. I wonder whether we need to have like a consume responsibly little waiver at the start of NBL Now on a Tuesday because Damon Lowry came in hot to the point where I almost drove off the road yesterday when I was listening to it and Damon wants an inquiry with the Sydney Kings and talk about who's not putting in. Now, it's a good time to talk to you about it because we see them pretty much every week and we're going to be there on Sunday as well. What are you seeing and do you agree with some of what Damon said? Well, I thought it was very well presented by Damon yesterday. I actually listened to that segment two or three times to really ascertain what his point was. And basically, I think he's talking to management and he feels like somebody within management needs to really try and understand who can they go into the trenches with next season. Now, Damon, 
in his discussion have bas- has basically written them off for this season. I'm not yeah. going that far because I still think the talent is there. And when you talk about talent, they do have talent in their management ranks. They've got Chris Pongress, who's done a great job. They've got uh, Luke Longley and Andrew Bogut. So from that intelligence perspective, Jack, they're really well-equipped to determine who is ready, who is giving effort, who wants to be a Sydney King next season. I hear where Damon's coming from. Like, sometimes you got to go in there and really do a thorough investigation and see what's what. But, Jack, they're not the only team. There are, there are a couple of teams in the NBL that are in the same boat. It's just unfortunate that the Sydney Kings get all of the attention because they're like the Lakers here. There's no doubt about that. This is the hard thing, though, with Sydney Rock, is that we saw them do a number on Melbourne United two Sundays ago, and they were fantastic. That was one of their best performances of the season. And from the opening tip, it felt like it meant something to them. But then their next outing, the following Friday in Adelaide, it didn't feel like it meant a lot. And I don't think that's the team that they wanted to face at that moment. DJ Vasiljevic has a vendetta, and you can see he really wills that vendetta and that energy to the playing group of the Adelaide 36ers. But Sydney, yeah, you're right. They've got to stand up and figure out a way to develop momentum, like I alluded to with the New Zealand Breakers. And I've said this, I've said this so many times throughout the throughout the course of this season. Now is the time on Sunday against the Illawarra Hawks where the Sydney Kings have to put it together. I often talk about how I like to see teams play a certain way, show a certain identity when they're winning games. That's out the that's out the door now for the Kings. There's no need to try and chase that dog out the door. He's not coming back home. They just got to win games now. They just got to get wins, not worry about how they do it, just get wins, and hopefully they can make a run in the playoffs. Tasmania Jack Jumpers are a clear third on the Mitsubishi Motors ladder, which we'll get to in, in just a few moments' time as well. But have they got enough recognition, Ruck, for what they did last round? They went to Cairns on Thursday in the second half of that game, you were courtside. They strangled cans. The Taipans couldn't find the bottom of the net. It didn't exist. And then on Sunday at home against Adelaide, realistically, they were in control of that game from quarter time. They led by 10 after the first break and were never headed. Uh, are they in better shape than perhaps what we're realizing right now? Well, it's when you hit your straps. And I thought last weekend was the perfect Tasmania Jack Jumpers weekend. They limited teams on the offensive end. They really did a good job defensively, and they executed well. And most importantly, Jack, I think we saw the resurgence of Milton Doyle. He started to look like that high-level player that everyone anticipated seeing consistently this season. And if he's arrived and starting to play at that level, now they're a real problem. McVeigh has been crazy consistent all year. Magne's got to stay healthy. uh, They've got a few other guys that are really doing a fantastic job and coming off the bench. Sean McDonald's been great. He's a real candidate for sixth man of the year. And Jordan Crawford, while he hasn't been at the level I thought he would have been throughout the season, the guy's still really, really dangerous, and he's a match winner. Gary Clark spoke to the media in Illawarra yesterday and spread so much love for Justin Tatum, which every time we hear a player from the Hawks playing group talk about Tatum, 
there's love, uh, which is why no doubt that they'll be together again next season. But Gary Clark, pretty strong that he should be the coach of the year, Justin Tatum. He's 10 and 5 as head coach of the Illawarra Hawks. Has this coach of the year debate got any clearer for you? Wow. When you mentioned 10 and 5, that talks big time. That's a fantastic record. You only have to look across the league and see how many teams are under the 500 mark, Jack, in this competition to understand how hard it is to go 10 and 5 and win 67% of your games. And you had no impact on the foundational construct of this team. You had no impact coming into the season on the psychology of the team. So to come in here mid-stroke and create that type of winning uh, winning record and winning culture is fantastic. Now, I've kind of lost focus on the coaching year discussion because there's been so much going on. But I'm going to have to revisit it after this weekend and really look after it. If they can go, if he can get to the point where he wins 67, 70% of his games down the stretch and Melbourne United still look kind of clunky, like I don't think Melbourne United have really hit go and have looked fantastic yet, then, you know, I've got to revisit it. Also, Illawarra play Perth again, I believe. Yeah. Yep. Illawarra knockoff Perth. And again, Perth has started to look a bit disjointed also they've lost their last two home games so i hear where gary clark's coming from it's going to be really tight with brisbane's losses i think Schuler is out of it now so again this coach of the this coach of the year race is really really interesting speaking of interesting let's finish off with the brand new mitsubishi motors ladder predictor which is on the nbl website now i know what you're like and you know what i'm like I feel like we spent far too much time on that ladder predictor yesterday. Be honest, how much time have you spent on it? Too much, Jack. <laughs> I got the notification that it came out. I went, I started playing with it. Full credit to the NBL for coming up with a, another great initiative this season. But also full credit to them for killing my spare time during the day. <laughs> because I've just been hitting that thing and going through different possibilities. And Jack, I just did it five minutes before we started. And I hope I'm able to forecast 90% accurately. And if I am, I have Brisbane missing out. I may have over-indexed slightly on the New Zealand breakers, but I think part of it is because I'm so high on them at the moment. I've got them, them and Illawarra finishing on 14 wins each. And then it's just a question of, uh, a question of percentage. And then I've got Sydney finishing sixth. So on my ladder ruck, we, we've got a first-up playing game of Illawarra hosting Sydney. Loser goes home. Well, this would be amazing. And I think it's something that the Gong would really want. They would love a play-in game at Sydney to knock the Kings out immediately. And it's something that they know they can do. Um, look, this is amazing. I, I urge everyone to go play with it. Go play with that ladder predictor. It is going to be a wild end to the season. Two rounds to go, and it all starts on Friday. The doubleheader on Friday night is, is monumental for all four teams involved. So can't wait to be involved in that one. Ruck, always nice to see you, and we will do it again next Wednesday. Looking forward to it. Thanks for being with us on NBL Now. And don't forget, of course, jump on the NBL website, do your own ladder predictor, and see if you can make sense of this crazy season. We'll see you tomorrow.